Now we want to dive into what the elements or the pieces of the armor of God actually is. As we, as we do that, I want to remind you that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Um, therefore, our armoring is not vis-a-vis -vis humans, but rather the schemes of the devil. And part of our inquiry is how the, how the armor of God debunks the scheme of the enemy. So he says, beginning at verse 13 then of Ephesians 6, having spoken about who the enemy is, not flesh and blood but principalities, areas of rule, powers, uh, rulers of the darkness of this world and so on. He says, therefore take up the whole armor of God. Don't leave anything out. The word for whole there is the word panoply, the complete, the array, because every piece is significant to every aspect of your warfare in order to thoroughly debunk and render ineffective the stratagems of the cosmos that are defined as wiles to entrap you by appeals to your lust. So there you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Let me just comment briefly on that verse 13. So take up the whole armor of God, don't leave anything out that you may be able to withstand. The word there is the word antihistemi, antihistemi, A-N-T-I-H-I-S-T-E-M-I, antihistemi. It, it should sound surprisingly like the English word antihistamine or the pharmaceutical word antihistamine. Now, we're told that God stands up in our space. God is our histamine, He stands up when we are in a position of abject surrender, which is the position described by the word tatimi, tatimi. When we lie down as if we are dead, God will stand up, histemi, in our space. But God is not the only one who stands up, because the enemy stands up when he opposes us. So when God stands up, God is the antihistamine to the devil standing up. Now, in medicine, I understand that the body creates fluids when the body is in an environment of allergens and is therefore 
vulnerable. The body secretes fluids to cushion important organs and to protect particular systems of the body by this um, hydro cushioning. So the, the term histemi applies to God. When you lie down in an environment of allergens, when you lie down in the midst of your enemy, when you lie down in temptations, in trusting God. When we come to the shield of faith, I will show you how pistis works with tetimi, works with histemi. So I'm doing a little bit of work here at the front of this discussion uh, to lay up some of that, but it, only to show you at this juncture that there are two standings. One is how God stands up and that's histemi. But the enemy also stands up. Now again, in the environment of allergens, the body will produce uh, fluids for cushioning of the important organs affected by uh, things that are allergic, to which the body might be allergic. These, this fluid is the way the body stands up to this attack. Now, the body can produce too much fluid, as in the case of the respiratory system, it may create too much fluid so that it blocks the nasal passage, blocks the sinuses, and makes breathing difficult in which case uh, uh, pharmacists have learned to generate uh, medicines to reduce the amount of fluids produced. The, this, uh, this limiting of the production of fluids by medicines uh, allows the organs to continue to function while uh, being defended against these, uh, these attacks. These medicines are called antihistamines. They're against the standing up by water. Now that's, that's interesting in order to understand what is meant here by saying, stand therefore uh, and having your, your waist girded by the truth. How is the truth an antihistamine and what is it an antihistamine to? So you are to withstand or stand against the schemes of the devil. One of the main schemes of the devil, and it depicts the character of the devil himself is lies because the devil is the father of lies and, the, and a liar from the beginning. So standing against, standing against the lies of the devil is this term antihistamine. 
<coughs> pardon me, and it's presented in the context of allowing you to be victorious. Niku, Nike, overcoming the lies of the devil. So, standing against the devil's schemes, this antihistamine posture of the believer is because the devil stands up clothed in lies with the intention of deceiving those who will believe these lies. Let me ask you, what would you say is at the very root of the destruction of society presently? What is this corrosive, destructive force that has risen up? It hasn't risen up on one side, it's risen up everywhere. It's been characterized by politicians and preachers alike as alternative realities. And this age we live in, the 21st century, dawned with an absolute all-out assault upon the truth, the truth of anything. Now, oddly enough, one of the things, one of the sources of lies has been tradition, traditions of the church, traditions of the nation. And it's being fought out on the streets of a nation by other forms of lies. What is confronting the church It's a long history of going against Christ. Christ said, for example, that He intended to do the will of the Father by offering Himself as a living sacrifice, as a sacrifice for the sins of mankind. Among the principal sins of mankind, from the beginning has been man against woman, woman against man. That was the garden. Hmm? Another of the sins of mankind that are ancient, which, which are the ancient of sins is brother murdering brother, Cain and Abel. Husband against wife, brother against brother, man against his father. Adam was the son of God. Deep, profound relational 
disenfranchisement from the beginning. Now as these grew up and out of Adam and Eve would come all the races of mankind. Unless you believe in separate evolutions based on skin color and uh, national origins and where you were born. <laughs> you know, I'm always amused at how uh, racist church people insist that one race is better than another, greater than another, while also insisting that the Bible is true. Now, if that's not crazy, if that's not a glaring example of crazy, I don't know what is. Do you believe the story of Adam and Eve? Are they the original parents? Did God make of one blood all the races of mankind, like the Bible says? Or have you been deceived by the doctrine of slavers that certain men based on skin color are only two-thirds of a man? Who do we think came up with these lies? The same one who set a brother against, him, against his own brother in a murderous rage, the same one who is responsible for this wide gap between men and women, the same one who has introduced the scourge of the fatherless to the earth, a scourge that threatens to drown entire nations. Do we actually believe the Bible or is it only convenient when uh, it validates the lies we have believed? I actually believe the Word. Now, if this was the way that the enemy assailed mankind on the basis of his lust, what purpose, to what purpose or to what end did Christ come? Except to destroy, destroy the works of the devil. To reconcile a man to his wife, a husband to a wife, in the fashion of Christ and the church. So the glory of this representation of the invisible God, meaning to reconcile man to himself in the person of Christ, might be actually experienced by viewing a husband and a wife who do represent Christ in the church. Brings an end to the division between man and woman which now is one of the deepest divides in society. But you know, 
when we give up the truth for lies, for the lies of our pleasure and lies of our flesh, when we give the truth up for that, we're not the light of the world. We become a shameful prostitute as depicted in Revelation 17. I hope by these words to awaken our understanding of how far the night has been spent, how long in the darkness we have been, with nobody disturbing the darkness, no one challenging the darkness. The greatest preachers and advocates of our time being content to garner to themselves ever-increasing volumes of fame and wealth while letting the ancient truths languish because they can't be bothered. Let me tell you, God can't be bothered with them. This is a day of reckoning, a time of the restoration of the ancient foundations. Brother against brother, do we believe that all the races of mankind came from the original Adam and Eve? Then if so, all we're talking about is reconciling brothers to brothers, but you can never do that without first being reconciled to God. So no, Black Lives Matter won't reconcile white people to black people. And the folly of the church in continuing to meet separately while talking about how Christ tore down all the barriers between mankind at the cross is nothing short than a denial of the cross itself. That's why the evangelical gospel is hollow. That's why people don't believe it anymore, because they can't see where it's true in the practice of it. Now, fortunately, God already knew there would be a great falling away and planned that the gospel would be carried. The light of the glory of the person of Christ would actually be carried in a people known as the sons of God, not in these foolish religious institutions that are dulled to the mandates of the truth, insensitive to the sayings of the Spirit and have no intentions of being obedient to them. They've cast aside the living God and the living God has responded by casting them aside. Stay in them if you want to. You'll simply be clothed with the filth of their rejection of God and not with the glory of God. So we're always going to stand against histemi, anti-histemi, as those who overcome the original sins, the original lies, the original deceptions. 
and finally a man would be reconciled to his father. The gospel in the end of the age would be how in Christ mankind might be reconciled to God as father. When Adam left his father, he put into the world the deception, the lie that we are aliens and foreigners separated permanently from God who are here to scratch out an existence by the sweat of our brow, being locked out of, an, of the inheritance, the glorious inheritance of the sons of God which in part is an economy that contains everything necessary for life and godliness. This is in the Son of God, an economy that contains everything necessary for your human life and living. And it doesn't matter what the conditions of the economies of nations might be, your provision is assured by the Father who knows that He needs, He knows what you need before you ask and has set up the entire creation to sustain you as a son. But not just in your physical life. I get tired of seeing the testimonies, the greatest, brightest, most effusive testimonies that believers offer today of God is how He supplied Oh, he gave you a better job. He gave you things for your natural life. Of course he's going to do that. When are you going to desire that he gives you more of himself as an inheritance? That will come when you begin to grow up and realize he's going to give you what you need even because he knows it even before you tell him, but wants you to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his nature, his character, who he is. He wishes to give you that without measure. Unfortunately, your teachers have not taught you to desire him. They've taught you to desire what you fear, to desire to have that which will allay your fears. And as a consequence, most of what you have ever been taught is to give some money so that God will give you more money so that eventually you don't have to be, depend on God for any supply. Isn't that what you've been taught? When you come to the place of having more abundance, what do you plan to do with that? Give it? No. Store it up. Why? So you don't ever have to depend on God again. I mean, this is how deceived we have become. He's the father of lies and a liar from the beginning. When he lied to Adam and Eve, it produced these three 
horrifically damaged emotional models, a father and son at variance, husband and wife at variance, brothers at variance. Now if the gospel is true, what would the gospel look like? What is the truth of the gospel? If these are the damages that were done, what is the gospel's promise? I will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and I'll turn the hearts of the children back to their fathers. God was in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, reconciling the world to Himself because that was the damage done. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself up for her. Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the, the healing of that relationship, just like the healing of the relationship between the Father and the Son and the healing of the relationship between brothers. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother whom you have seen? It's a rhetorical question. How does the love of God dwell in you? It is to say, it is impossible to claim accurately that the love of God dwells in you if you're racist. It doesn't dwell in you. Now, you may be delusional and convince yourself that it does, in which case you're going to have to rely on the cosmos for your supply. because you won't give up the lust of your flesh, you won't judge it, you won't judge it. You know, we shouldn't just love the brethren, most people fail at that. God so loved the world, we should love the world. The new commandment is this, that you love one another as you've been taught to love by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Whoever is born of God loves according to the standard of the new commandment. Now what is the standard of the new commandment? Let's compare it to the old in very briefly. The old is love your neighbor as yourself. So you are the standard of the old commandment. However you love yourself, love your neighbor that way, you'll have fulfilled it. The new commandment is the standard is Christ who gave Himself for us while we yet hated God. God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, which means we were alienated from God, He gave Himself for us to restore us to God. That's the requirement of the new commandment, not how you think you ought to love, but how Christ in you loves. Whoever loves 
in this way is born of God and overcomes the evil one. That's what 1 John says. Now as we pursue these elements of the armor of God, we'll, we'll look exactly into these understandings. From here out we will dive into what is implied in each of the elements of the armor of God. I'm Sam Solon. It's obvious, isn't it, that the time has come for a greater understanding of these things. Without an understanding of these things and without the practice associated with them, we won't make it. We won't make it. This other gospel you've believed is not the gospel of the kingdom. It's the gospel of church. It appeals to your soul and it'll entrap you in the lie, the schemes of the devil. I don't know how to make it more serious. I have to trust the Holy Spirit to stir you up. And I do. I'm Sam Solon and I'll see you again. Bye-bye.